The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend to you all. It sounded like that was a question. Uh, is it it's not a not happy a weekend? It's a very happy weekend. It's a weekend, <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We don't always get to enjoy our weekends, but yes. I know. We're but, you busy know, it's, selling well, we're homes, that, financing homes. We're in that busy time of year. I know. I mean, it's been bu- I mean, don't get me wrong. We have been busy for a very long time. Yeah. But this is that time of year. Like, we have a bunch of listings coming on in May. Yes, thank heavens. A bunch. Good. Yes. Good. So, we but, need that. Yeah. I, I don't think we have enough to cover like the whole issue <laughs> behind right. where our market's at. Right. But yes, definitely we have a lot going on. So mm. it's been, and the thing is, is like we have like a three to one ratio of buyers to sellers right now. So if I'm going to have like five or six listings coming on, that just tells you a lot about how many buyers we have. I think with. it's worse than that. I think it's about four to one. It seems like it's. Oh, it's yeah. Nuts. Oh, yeah. Or even. Yeah. I don't know. In general, yes. There's, yeah. yeah. Depends on your price point, things like that. I, you know, been looking at all the popular price ranges, the most affordable mm-hmm. price ranges, which weirdly enough yeah. here is like you know two hundred fifty to you know a million. million. Yeah. Um, but you know that over three million, I've been having a number of conversations with some other agents right now who are working in the three plus million. And while it is still busy, they may have three to five mm-hmm. versus you know. 30, 15, 50, you know, eight, you know, offers coming down on a particular property. Yeah. And the thing is, is some of those properties that still have quite a few uh, people vying to get them, they're not necessarily the prettiest things on the block either. Mm, No. You know, there's just, uh, just such a need and a drive for people to get into property right now. It's, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, this pandemic hasn't helped. You know, we had essentially the construction industry all but mm-hmm. stopped for almost six months. Yes. You know, so the shortage got even worse. This isn't a local problem. This is nationwide. Yes. And uh, and even now, new construction has become even more expensive as yes. the price of lumber mm-hmm. has gone up. And uh, I saw I saw. I have was, an example for you when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a <laughs> I saw something on the internet. This guy says. Um, uh, willing to trade. He goes, I got four sheets of CDX plywood. I'm willing to trade for a Ford F-150. <laughs> no low balling. I know what I got. Because you know? <laughs> lumber prices have gone up Yeah, uh, over 100% since November. Well, yes. I can tell you I um, had to make some decisions on one of my rental properties in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I don't get a ton of rent because it's a, you know, it's a lower expensive you know, or less expensive property. I provide good, safe affordable housing for people. I mean, mm-hmm. in the Midwest, I mean, my renters, depending on which building you're in, they're 375 to 400 for a one bed, one bath. Wow. Or I've got my duplex that has two bed, one baths. And those are 640, or excuse me, 650 and six and a quarter wow. for yeah. those. Yeah. And so the fence finally gave out at the duplex. And my very long-term tenants who've been there 
um, were like, oh, we need a new fence. And um, we just scrapped it. Mm. And we are not replacing it. And she's like, oh, well. And I said, there is no way that the rents that we collect here, like most of the year's rents that are, mm-hmm. you know, after I take out the mortgage, I'm like, it would all be for the fence. I'm like, would you like me to make sure that your refrigerator works or do you want the fence? Right. And she went, oh, hmm. okay, never mind. And I'm so glad oh, yeah. we didn't opt to do that because sure enough, one other big plumbing thing just came up and I'm going to need to spend the money on that. So yeah, I just want to like, I need to get rid of a oh, maintenance yeah. item because I like, right, it's right. not like we even allow pets there. Yeah. I just bought 10 two by fours, mm-hmm. eight footers. And two two by twelves. Yeah. Treated treated wood. Mm-hmm. $180 for those <laughs> sticks of wood. What what and, would they have normally cost before we had this big Oh well, probably price jump. 50, 60 bucks maybe. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, but it's just the nature well, of Well, we talk on the right show now. about inflation and that's a version well, of inflation. And this is all pandemic related. I mean, we're not getting mm-hmm. the, the lumber down from Canada. And, right. And that's, oh, yeah. That's true. what's happening. Okay. So let me give you another example that's very real. One of my boating friends, um, he and his wife are looking at buying a place that they're going to move to for retirement because mm-hmm. they now are officially retired, but they want to go buy a place in a warmer climate. Yeah. He told me the other days, I couldn't, I'm just like beside myself with this because of where these are located. They are looking at Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Okay. Duh. You know, like places I don't ever want to live. Um, but I know a lot of people want to go down where it's warmer mm-hmm. and toll brothers, mm-hmm. one of the largest builders across the United States right now, fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have a list of 60 people at one particular site in Texas for homes that are selling for 1.2 million. Wow. Lined up, lined up. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. tells you something. Yeah. Although well, after the big freeze they had in Texas this last year, I'm not sure. I would oh, want to no. do that. It's not going to stop it. No. <laughs> well, yeah. given what they have with their whole electric system down with there. The, the, you know, the, but yeah, the grid had it had some rough, <laughs> rough few rough. days there, especially if you live in Houston. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I know. But it's happening everywhere, this, this shortage mm-hmm. of housing, the oh, run-up prices. Uh, and the, one of the biggest reasons that that's happening is that people are now many – Many, many are able to work remotely. Yes. We're going to be talking about that a lot on this show. We've Mm -hmm. got lots of things to discuss. Do you want to discuss the financing piece later in the show and talk about like what people are doing and where they're going and things like that? Or do you want to talk about that up front? Um, Let's let's get that out of the way. Let's Let's do it. Let's Let's make it happen. First and then we can. Yeah. Because I also want to talk about this little um, tool that Mm -hmm. you brought up to sure, me sure, before sure. The, we started. Yeah, so so here's what's happened in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, the secondary markets, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, un, without any warning, mm-hmm. uh, came out to all lenders, not not just you know our company, Homebridge, but all lenders, saying we are now uh, only going to purchase mm-hmm. second home and non-owner occupied loans to you no more than 7% of your portfolio. Right. Well, I mean, many companies are are way higher than that now. Fourteen, fifteen, twenty percent of the of the loans that a, a company writes are typically second homes or non owner occupied. 
So immediately, you know, as a lender, we're like, well, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. So there's there's two things that happen. Oh, and, and it's kind of like this or else, you know, if, if you if you sell more than they'll still buy them. But if you sell more than that, they're going to charge you a, a penalty. OK. And uh, so lenders will, uh, you know, immediately react it overnight by turning off the spigot. Uh, they, they want to restrict the number of non-owner occupied loans and second home mm-hmm. loans that come in. Uh, you do that by increasing the rate. And so okay. so literally, it used to be that an, a second home mortgage carried the same interest rate as an owner-occupied uh, home, and uh, and that's now changed. Okay. So a second home, to, for example, you know, the, the prevailing rate right now, the sort of the national average for an owner-occupied home, 30-year fixed rate if you don't pay any points or, or anything like mm-hmm. that, we're hovering right around, say, 3.125%. Um, a second home now, without paying any points, would be a half a percent higher than that, 3.625. Okay. Or another way of looking at that, to get to the same interest rate, to get to 3.125, you'd have to pay points, a loan fee of around one and three quarters percent to get the same equivalent rate. And and the same thing, if we're looking at non-owner occupied, mm-hmm. it used to be that those rates roughly ran about a half a percent higher than owner occupied mm-hmm. uh, now they're about a percent and a quarter higher wow so where this you is definitely at, going back to some older times it is it is uh, yeah so where we were at you know used to be at you know for for owner occupied let's say we're at 3.125 for non-owner occupied we're going to be about 4.375 with a loan fee uh, so it, it may not even be possible to get that non-owner occupied loan without paying uh, points without paying a loan fee to get it well, that is good to know because there are a lot of people looking to do just that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and so let's talk a little bit about that yes. because I know what you're thinking out there. It's like, well, I'll just call it owner-occupied. Don't do that. Well, it's a, this little thing called occupancy fraud. Mm-hmm. And um, so here's the definitions. If you take out a mortgage that's owner-occupied, you sign the deed of trust. The deed of trust says that you – it doesn't say intend – to, it says you shall mm-hmm. occupy this property as your principal residence for at least mm-hmm. one year. After that, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, so what does that mean, um, to occupy it as your principal residence? In the eyes of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, it means you're going to be in there at least 50% of the time or more, mm-hmm. so half the time. And um, as a second home, uh, it says that you sh- shall use it as your you know, basically occupy it 14 days out of the year. And that's also mm-hmm. an IRS rule right. to be able to call a property yeah. a second home. Right. Um, you can use a boat as a second home. We, we call it yes. head, bed, and bread. Yeah. You know, so if you have a bathroom, you can cook and you can sleep in it. You could you could call it a second home if you use it 14 days out of the year. Uh, non-owner occupied, there is no such restriction, you know, on, on mm-hmm. occupying it. So, so when you're looking at financing, um, with this change in the dynamics of now I can work anywhere, I can work remotely mm-hmm. as a lender. If someone comes to us and says, I, I'm going to be buying this home in Chilean mm-hmm. and I'm going to use it as my primary residence and I work for the Seattle school district. Right. You know, the question is going to be, are you able to work remotely? Right. Well, if you're a teacher, the answer is probably no. How's that going to work? You know, because at some point you're going to have to be back in the classroom. You know, but if you're in IT or tech or something like that. But, you know, that's assuming certain things. You know, this pandemic has changed mm-hmm. a lot of things. Well, what it hasn't changed is how a lender is required to document things. 
actually that's right. changed a little bit too. But uh, for for example, if if let's let's say you're a teacher and you're buying a home in Chelan, mm-hmm. and you tell your lender this is going to be an owner occupied property, mm-hmm. we're like, all right, um, will your lender? I mean, excuse me, will your employer mm-hmm. write you a letter yeah. that says that you are allowed to work remotely? If they will, we're good to go. Yeah. If they won't, then we have a problem. Yeah. Well, we got a ton more to cover on this particular mm-hmm. topic mm-hmm. because I know I brought that up slightly facetiously, but there are some specialty teachers that might be able to do that. That can just be as kind of like guest teachers. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of different things going out there. I can see that in a um, higher education kind of thing. But we're going to be right back open with Open House, House with Team with Reba. Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in. And yes. we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Sundays from 3 to 4. And always on podcasts. Yes. Just go to your favorite place to get your downloads. That's right. ITunes. And even like us if it's one of those sites that allows please. you to do that and follow us. That's right. Absolutely. Please do. ITunes, and feel iTunes Spotify, Stitcher. Yep. Any of those. Buzzsprout. Just, yeah. I... I we don't even need to keep listing them all the time. If people want to look at podcasts, they can find, you know, they usually know what their ones are. Yeah, but right. you can also follow us on Facebook because mm-hmm. we do have an Open House with Team Reba Facebook site now. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, other things in the works around social media as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, but absolutely follow us and we're going to have more content coming over the coming months and years, of course. Um, and we're going to be reposting some of our best shows on certain kinds of topics that we know keep coming up mm-hmm. as well. So we're kind of going back through a lot of our content and um, kind of distilling some of those kind of best of mm-hmm. opportunities yeah, yeah. Um, because they're the ones that the, they're the topics that come up all the time. Right, right. Right. So things that I think would be great to have highlighted on the mm-hmm. on the Facebook page. And we get a we get a ton of of interest and questions on things that we're mm-hmm. covering and, oh, yeah. and not just kind of like a little, you know, casual thing. We do some pretty deep dives, which is one thing mm-hmm. I love about, you know, the, the, the format of podcasts and even our radio show. We're, mm-hmm. we're long format. Yeah. You know, we're not just kind of giving you 25 seconds on this or 30 right. seconds on that. Well, and that's what today's show is going to be about with a lot of this. We're, we're going to cover a whole lot of areas around mm-hmm. this because like just as we went into the break, you know, you were saying, you know, a lender is going to look at this and say to, you know, if you're a teacher, can you work remotely? But there are a lot of industries where you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. But you were you were talking about like the potential fraudulent piece. Well, also. It, it just is what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if um, if you're applying for a mortgage, uh, just know that lenders have to go through a fair amount of scrutiny these days. It just is, you know, part of the part of the program. And I'm not talking about one lender or another lender everybody pretty much has to do the same thing mm-hmm. and so we're, we will look at what does this make sense you know if if um you know you're buying a an, another home and it's owner occupied uh you know are you able to maintain your existing job um, i had a client actually we have a mutual client that was mm-hmm. looking at some properties on the east coast and um, mm-hmm. and works works in seattle yep and and the question came up you know are we calling this owner occupied Right. Well, yeah. It's like, all right, are you able to work remotely? Well, sometimes. And it's like, well, mm. then 
we're probably not going to be able to call that owner occupied unless your employer is willing to write a letter right. that says that you are capable of working yeah. working remotely. So, you know, it just has to kind of make sense what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And and then the, the second question comes up, well, why don't we call it a second home? All right, that's fine. So second home, there used to be a rule that said a second home has to be geographically different from your primary residence, at least 50 miles away. That rule no longer applies. And also... That oh, it doesn't? No. And, and that your second... In all well, cases? It's, there's a still a little uh, bit of... There's a hem and a hon there. A little bit of hem and a hon going on with that. But, but okay. generally, it, it needs to be in a distinctly different area. And, uh, you know, okay. so... And we have folks that, hey, I, I work and live in Seattle, but I'm buying mm -hmm. a second home in Bellingham. Or I'm buying yeah. a second home in East Washington. Got, or I've in the got mountains. people who live just out in Snoqualmie, but have a mm -hmm. condo in downtown right. because Which is they because they don't want to deal with the commute. Exactly, they write a good explanation. Yeah. no problem. Um, but um, the other part of, of second home is it used to be a requirement that it be in a resorty type area, you know, sort of a vacation like area. Oh, jeez, that, that was is, a requirement. Yeah, that's no actually no longer a requirement. Um, so you can pretty much buy a second home anywhere. Good. Um, just be prepared to make your case. You know, right. this is a second home because a, a, an underwriter, you know, with your lender is going to be trying to figure out, is this really a second home or mm -hmm. is this a rental? Right. You know, which is it? And right. so it needs to just make sense. I'm buying this in this town because I have family there. I spend mm -hmm. my weekends there, this right. or that, you know, it just, it, it just, the story has to make sense. Right. Um, you know, if it's a investment property, then you don't really have that issue. Um, well, so, but let's talk about that a little bit though, because there are many people my age, you know, in their 40s and 50s that want to buy that second home but aren't yet able to be there full time, mm -hmm. right? Yep. They, they want to eventually have that be their eventual retirement home. Mm -hmm. And they're basically hedging, you know, inflation Get and in there now. appreciation, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I regret that I didn't buy a bunch of those things that my friends and I talked about in our twenties, because now I'm looking in those same oh, yeah. cities now. And it's as an individual, cause those, we were going to buy them as, you know, groups together cause it was more affordable. And now yeah. of course everyone's scattered, you know, different places now. And, mm -hmm. and so we're not in that same place to do it together. And I'm looking to try and buy on my own and I'm trying to find other friends who might be interested in that. And that's hard to do. So if mm -hmm. I'm going to have to buy on my own, but I'm not even looking at retirement for probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd rather still buy now because 20 years down the road, most of it's going to be paid for. Right. And I might, as many people are doing today, want to rent it out during part of the time. Mm -hmm. So and then use it part of the time, you mm -hmm. know, so it's a vacation home for me as well as it helps pay for itself sure. because the homes around here as you know, are pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're experiencing a lot of appreciation here, but like I've had clients looking out in Port Orchard, in Bremerton, mm -hmm. in um, Jefferson County and Klamath mm -hmm. County and, you know, up in Skagit and beyond, Whatcom County. And the fight for properties is just as strong there. Mm-hmm. As it is here. Oh, no right? doubt. Absolutely. And so you've got multiple offers. Many times they're going to $100,000 over asking price. And so the idea of being able to try and do like an Airbnb or VRBO is one of the few ways meaning people can actually, you know, make that happen. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but here's one of the things I found out recently. I don't know if you've heard any of this. The San Juans. Mm -hmm. The San Juans is looking to try and outlaw 
mm-hmm. any of those kinds of options. Did you know that? Yeah, there are certain neighborhoods even, I know one in particular on, on San Juan Island that the mm-hmm. CCNRs, the covenants of that neighborhood, are restricting you know, that, you know, yeah, whole Airbnb islands are looking at doing mm-hmm. it now. And the person yeah. who I was chatting about with this the other day was saying, he goes, yeah, he goes, the, the sad part is it, most of the people who are trying to push these agendas are the ones who basically moved here a while ago and then want to shut the door mm-hmm. for anyone else coming in, which of what's course. that sound like? That right. sounds like Seattle. Yeah, it does. Right. So yeah. it's all these people who've left one area. And now they're like, no, we want it pristine for us and then they're yeah. also demanding people like give up property so they can have green it space would, would be island you know there's folks that move mm-hmm. up there and then yeah there's a there's a outer airfield that the navy uses for, mm-hmm. for touch and goes yeah now they're trying to sue the navy to get them to stop flying there it's like mm, no when you buy a property there's actually an addendum that says you have to acknowledge that you know that that right or exists. farms yeah, you know, things like that. Things that are smelly, things <laughs> yes. that are loud. There's a there's a sign in, in one uh, rural area in Washington where the guy has a big sign that says, "This is a farm. You know, we have animals outside. You know, they fart, they <laughs> make love, they do all these different things, and just you know, they smell. And oh uh, my you know, gosh, this is this is normal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. I'll tell you, we're having to pay attention to these issues more and more because, as you know, and we've said on the show several times. A lot of my client base is moving out to mm-hmm. these areas. Right. You know, I've been to Blaine, Bellingham, mm-hmm. Mount Vernon, Anacortes, Laconer, oh, Port sure. Orchard, Coast, you know, like you know. all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, we're actually, I'll tell you, uh, listeners, if you are interested in these kinds of things, we actually are looking into the idea of creating small tours mm-hmm. to go into the areas. Because what I've discovered is like, as I have my sit downs with people, they're trying to figure out where they're going in their lives. I've got people who are getting to retirement age or people who are just exploring these concepts. I just talked with another one of our past clients. Um, he and his wife are in their 40s, and they're already thinking about what does, does our retirement look like, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about where they're going to have property. Right. I just had an agent this morning from Steamboat Springs send me a message on Facebook Hey, I want to connect with you because we have more and more people from Seattle moving here, so mm-hmm. let's become referring partners. Right. And I've got people in the Denver area, Steamboat Springs, Whistler up in Canada for when that opens back up again, Kansas City, multiple areas of Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, the Houston area, multiple places of Texas, Florida, California. I mean, I have contacts everywhere. I mean, if anyone's yeah. interested in considering yeah. an area, we can certainly connect you with a really good resource. But um, but just locally, because we've been looking into more of this, I, I would tend to... You know, probably caution somebody looking at the San Juans and say, go do some research because if you're looking to buy it with the intent that you'll Airbnb it, you don't want to get yourself into that situation because that's what's starting to happen mm-hmm. is people bought them with that intent mm-hmm. and now they're being denied that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which to me is a concern because as you're saying, if you got your financing and now you have this extra cost and you were hoping to offset that cost, mm-hmm. I think it starts causing a little bit of risk. It does. And condos, especially, mm-hmm. uh, you you really need to read the bylaws of a condo. Most of them don't allow it. Most of them, the majority. The vast majority yeah, of them. Will not allow a rental of less mm-hmm. than 30 days. Yes. And, uh, and many of them under like even 90 days or mm-hmm. 60 days. Yeah. And, and even those will require the approval 
of mm-hmm. the association. Yeah. So you've got like to be super careful about The one of the those. few buildings downtown that actually allows short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but but you can't go into one assuming that you're going to be able to rent. You, you right. just can't. It's it's super super risky. Yeah. Well, and that's that. the thing for me is like I I'm looking kind of up north in Skagit area, and I am having to pay very close attention mm-hmm. to to that, and I'm actually exploring. You know, people who help with servicing Airbnbs because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you've had cabins in the past where mm-hmm. you guys did the servicing, a lot mm-hmm. of that, yeah. but I'm not in a position to do that. Right. So I'm going to be hiring that out. And I know companies locally who help do that, mm-hmm. but not necessarily out there. So we're starting to do all that research mm-hmm. right now to right. kind of build yeah. that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty shocked right now of uh, the huge demand for Verbo and Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You know, there's folks are doing their staycations you know they're sticking around this year this summer so you know if you are thinking about doing types of rentals like that you better get on it though quickly so yeah absolutely so let okay you know what actually i just looked at what time (laughs) what time we have this is such a big deep topic take a real quick break here but we're going to talk more on this topic because i know it's on the minds of a lot of my clients oh and you and me both on my mind yes it's on your mind Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's kind of as as is working remotely right there you go and i want to talk also about one other idea of how to buy an owner occupied property uh, that you're not going to live in so stay tuned open house with team reba on am 1590 the answer Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Okay, so I am... Curious? Yes! Okay, right before the break, I said there is a way to buy an owner-occupied property, but you're not going to live in it. Mm-hmm. And there is a sort of fairly not well-known codicil in the guidelines for Fannie Mae Uh, that say if you are purchasing a home for an elderly parent or a disabled child Ah. for them to live in and they could not qualify to purchase that home on their own, you can buy it for them and we will call it owner-occupied, meaning you'll get the owner-occupied interest rates and pricing. That's how one of my clients with his mom, Mm -hmm. that's how we were able to do the less than 50 miles thing for them. Yes, Got it. I was so curious because when he told me like, hey, we can do this and it's not going to be a problem because the first time they did it, it was. Mm -hmm. It was a problem. And I'm so excited. I have one going right now um, down in Arizona um, where our our clients live up here, uh, but their their mother lives down there. And so they're buying a nice, beautiful house down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mom will live in it. Uh, What the way we documented it is our, our clients write a letter saying this is for our parents. She is uh, elderly. Okay. She's not working. She's on Social Security. She would not be able to qualify for this home on her own. Um, I did request That's what I was going to do with my mom. Yeah, it, it yeah. works. I, I got a copy of the mom's tax return to document her income to say, yeah, this, this doesn't work. You know, she wouldn't be able to qualify on her own. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. Uh, so we... we classify that loan as owner occupied which means you get the good interest rates and we're not breaking any rules and uh so so that's one thing if if um you you know many of us are in kind of similar situations where we're trying to help out our parents um and maybe we can kind of benefit from that as well while we're at it like buying yeah. a nice place in arizona and uh that that absolutely meets all the the standard rules and everything that's i love that idea it is not well known 
And in fact, I you know many loan officers don't even know this this rule exists. So okay, file that one away because that that's I a good am <laughs> I am a hundred percent. I'm like you know me. I my yeah. brain is like it has index cards full of all these contacts of mine, and I'm thinking, <laughs> right? Who do I like? I'm already thinking about. I have a okay. This is going to be such a bizarre question, um, because I have two moms. Uh huh. What if it's for my birth mom? It's fine. We, you know, nobody's going to ask for a family tree. Well, I can actually show you blood tests that show we're unrelated. No lender's going to make you take a blood test. Yeah. No, but we've already done it. And we have it. That's right. Because <laughs> that's partly how I found her. I had a I had years ago. Is that the weirdest question you've just been asked? Pretty much, at least yeah. this week. I, I had a client um, years ago, and we were in the bank lobby, and. Um, putting a loan together and and we're walking out and there just happened to be a blood drive going on in the lobby oh my gosh <laughs> so i said next or we're gonna walk over here and take your blood samples and she, <laughs> <laughs> and I, she kind of looked at me like oh my god I oh think that's you, awesome anyway, get that's so awesome well no i'm i'm loving uh this creative yet legal mm-hmm. way that you're you're talking about things because i mean it could be Quite useful for a lot of the people who are listening to our show right now. Oh, for sure, and, and so, they might not know it exists. Right, so this exactly. Is a, now, exactly. Now the, the caveat is you have to qualify. You right, know? So of course. So if you own your current home, you're buying another home. You have to be able to afford both payments. Right. There's not rent that we can use for right. that scenario. Mm-hmm. If you need to use rent to help you qualify, we would have to call a property non-owner occupied. Right. And you can okay. do that. And you know, you can buy a home. Uh, we will do an appraisal of that property. The appraiser will figure out what fair market rent is, and we will take 75% of that rent and subtract it from the mortgage payment on that property, and you only need to qualify for the difference. So, so for instance, if you had a home that, let's say, the fair market rent is $2,000 a mm-hmm. month, and um, we'll take 25% off of that, that gives right. us $1,500 a month. If the mortgage payment on that home is, let's say it's, $1,200 a month, mm-hmm. we take the $1,200, $1,500 rent minus $1,200, we end up positive $300. That's income. Yeah. We add that to your qualifying income. Awesome. So from a qualifying standpoint, there's nothing to qualify for. You're, you're good. Uh, so there, there are ways, you know, when it's, uh, if it's considered a rental, if, if you need that income to help you mm-hmm. qualify, that would be the way we would have to structure it. Yeah. Just know that you're going to be paying a higher interest rate. Gotcha. And a higher down payment. Typical minimum down payment for a rental. The very minimum is 15% down. Mm-hmm. You know, the rates are up there for those. They get a little bit better at 20% down. Um, they get quite a bit better at 25% down. Yeah, so I need, that's part of the stuff that. I need to talk with you about because I'm thinking mm-hmm. about doing a 1031 with my Kansas properties mm-hmm. up here. Yeah. So obviously I can't buy it as a second home. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just buy it as an investment property so I can right. do that 1031, mm-hmm. which is fine because for a while I don't know that I'd be able to to spend that much time up there. So it'd probably mm-hmm. be better for several years to sure. have it just as a regular and investment and mm-hmm. then convert it later. Yeah. Right? If, if you do a 1031, which is a, a special, it's called 1031 tax deferred exchange. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're selling a, an investment property. You have to buy like kind 
Mm-hmm. So you buy another investment property. Um, depending on how aggressive your CPA is, they'll most likely say you you must keep that the new one as an investment property for at least a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then after that you could convert it, you know, to a, a second home or, or even primary residence at right. some point. Yeah, you know, if you wanted to. So uh, that is definitely something I'm taking a very very yep. strong look at. Absolutely. Yeah. And this whole thing about the rates being higher for a second home or a non-owner occupied home. Um, this is all due to a, a very recent change with Fannie Mae. It was unannounced. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. both of them did this. Um, this solution will be be solved. This problem will be solved at some point. The The free market has a way of getting around these things. Mm-hmm. Um, what will most likely happen is, and, and our company is already experimenting with this, will be private bond placements uh, to see if the market has okay. an appetite to purchase these loans without having them go to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So, you know, that kind of end of the industry all but evaporated when COVID hit. Yeah. It's starting to slowly come back. And so that that's something that we'll be looking at in the near future. Well, I can totally see where they need to handle some of this because um, I'm, I'm looking at, I was telling you as we went into this whole thing that I had this little um, image that has a bunch of stuff about working remotely mm-hmm. and the fact that more and more people are going to probably be doing exactly that type of thing mm-hmm. yeah buying other places what have you and this this shows a bunch of different stats they did a survey of employees in u.s small businesses mm-hmm. right so um 57 of small business employees have at some point worked remotely and if they get a chance to work remotely they actually have 50% of those people tend to work outside of typical business hours. Interesting. Yeah. More than they normally would if they went into work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, that's 50% working outside of their typical hours so that they have more flexibility in their day. Sure. But what they find is that the percent of working 50 hours or more a week, people who are allowed to work remotely, it's at 26% compared to 10% if they don't work remotely. Interesting. So people will actually put more into their work mm-hmm. when they're given that flexibility. And I, I remember when COVID first hit and I was telling all my team members, I said, corporate America and other businesses are about to really discover who their best workers are. Mm-hmm. It's going to become painfully obvious who is productive and who is not productive. And in today's world, if you want to keep those productive people, giving them some of these options, that's a big conversation going on at Amazon in their recruiting department right now. Oh, it's a huge deal right now. Big everywhere. And, you know, they're, they will actually do more. And here's the thing. When um, people are allowed to do that, 75% of the people have found that, being able to do mobile work actually improves their lives. Mm -hmm. And as an example, so, you know, I was telling you during one of our breaks that um, we had a a listing that we just had put on, on Queen Anne. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that situation, this is exactly like, she's going to be doing something else down in Texas. We're selling this lady's condominium. She works for a local large coffee maker. You can imagine it starts with S (laughs) and, um, but she needs to go and not, she doesn't need to go. She's already there. She is in the Houston area right now caring for her mother. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, like someone like my team is perfect for her because um, her brother, who is a REMAX agent in the Houston area, awesome guy. If anyone needs a Houston person, 
let me know because I will connect you. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, but he got a hold of us and, you know, was thrilled because we, we got her place on market in a week. Wow. And it was, you know, we were jamming through everything, but as you know, cause you've worked with us before, we have a lot of resources. We got mm-hmm. depth of people in different categories of cleaning right. and photos and all the stuff. And of course in a condo, we don't have to do quite as much because mm-hmm. you know, some of it we're not allowed to do also, but, um, you know, she lived very lightly and very minimalistically. So, you know, the staging, everything was kind of already there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were able to do that, but she's continuing to be able to be working for her good paying job while still helping care care for her family. Yeah. And Starbucks is going to, I didn't say their name, but duh. Um, (laughs) Starbucks is going to have an employee who is super thankful because people who go and do caregiving, as you know, Mm -hmm. for their parent, that is usually unpaid Mm -hmm. work. And it's often um, not seen as, um, yeah. Well, you take FMLA or or whatever, you know, to, you know, but you're losing your income when you're doing that. Well, 60 minutes just recently did an episode Mm -hmm. on it. It's something that, you know, they're talking a lot on a, a government level of really looking at the amount of, money that the working hours that those people provide for their family as caregivers. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry really that is unpaid work. Mm -hmm. So to have these opportunities for people and families where they can still take care of themselves while taking care of their loved ones, it's it's Mm -hmm. a win-win all around. And I don't even like saying Mm. (laughs) win-win. It's like synergy. If you say that word, I'm like, what are you trying to sell me? (laughs) Circle back. <laughs> Out of the box thinking. That's right. You know, all those things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, anyway, we will be back shortly after these messages. That's right. We are taking a quick break, pay a couple quick bills here, then we're going to be right back more open house with Team Reba talking about second homes and investment properties and things you need to know. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. So thanks for listening in. Today we're talking about second homes and investment property homes and mm-hmm. working remotely. I Everything know related. You and I like to work remotely yes. from time to time. And uh, I was actually out over the weekend, ran down to um, Lake Bay. Yes. Over down in which the is Cape being Peninsula. redone. Yeah, they're working on it. It's yeah. Getting there. And, I was uh, cracking up because your wife was down there doing one of her Facebook lives and was like, <laughs> "Why? Why are you doing a Facebook live right now?" She's so cute, but it was like you were pumping up the boat with gas, and I'm like, oh, she's, I know, and she's I like know. showing like, "Oh, we re- we did this." I'm like, "That's not the name. That's the registration." <laughs> She's like, I don't know what this is. What's it called? And I'm like, <laughs> registration? Well, <laughs> like a license plate? I'm, I'm renaming the boat. The boat The boat had a very hoity-toity name. And I, I get, what was I'm it? Sovereign. Oh. Yeah, that's not. Wait, did I just make you unlucky because you just said the name? No, no, no. Okay. It's okay. Because right. you have to be very careful when you rename a boat. You yes. have to do it properly or mm-hmm. you will anger you know, the gods of the seas. Yes. And so, you know, there's certain words that you say. You have to bust a, a, a good bottle over the mm-hmm. over the bow when mm-hmm. you're denaming the boat, you know. So, 
And you don't want to go cheap on that either, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, they know down down yeah. below if you're using yes. cheap stuff. Is it Neptune? Yeah, King Neptune. Yeah. So, or any of one of his mm-hmm. his cronies. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a two-step process. We have to dename the boat, the boat. Mm-hmm. And then once we get the new names on, we have to rename the boat. Yes. And uh, so we'll follow that. And I'm sure certain adult beverages will be involved. So, okay. Do you actually have to smash a bottle? Uh-huh. What? That sounds like littering. No, no. There's a, uh, I have a mesh. Yeah. So it'll catch the glass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to Thought know. that all through. Okay. Yeah. Good. Actually, I have, I, I, I scuba dive. I have a dive bag that's perfect for that. Oh, okay. Catch Good to know. And, Good to yeah, know. So and it doesn't damage the fiberglass? Well, I'm going to be careful where what I hit. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I've just always wondered. Like, I haven't done it. I need to rename my boat. And, yeah. And actually, because I did actually start up working remotely yeah. as a company. Yeah. And so now I'm even thinking about because I was like, well, I was going to rename my boat. Yeah. From it's currently stepping up, and I was going to change it over to Let's Get Naughty and a UTI. Oh, God. And then with a little anchor, because sure. I have a little sign that's like that, and then yeah. I was going to do a little mermaid thing with yeah. it because yeah. of the Tritons. No, you just have to be careful about how what you have to say the right words yeah. and okay. do the right things. But I, and, once you yeah. rename it, you're not supposed to say the old name anymore. Right. I haven't renamed you it. You haven't yet. renamed it no. yet. So yeah. that's why we're good. So, okay. Yeah, got I'm, it. I'm good now. So. Okay. Yeah. So the working remotely, you were saying, <laughs> yes, we like to do working remotely and. I'm definitely taking opportunities where possible. That's right. Well, uh, but but what got me thinking about that is there's some homes listed. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now, there was one that just actually went pending, of course, like they mm-hmm. all do. But there's a little island down down off the Key Peninsula. And um, there was a really cute little waterfront home there that was mm-hmm. affordable, meaning it was under 500000 and And that one caught my eye. Um, and so then I started looking into it and um, – there's a private ferry that gets oh, to right. the island. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the only way you can get there is by a, by a private boat. Yes. And, and then, of course, there's all sorts of rules and CCNRs mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, I was actually thinking about it as, well, what if I had it as a vacation rental? But then it's like, no, mm-hmm. you know, it's a private island. Yeah. You, you they have may to be not respectful have allowed of your neighbors, number one. But, but Did number, they allow it? They did. Yeah, okay. I, I, I went that far, and I did, I did check that, but... But the other part of it is, let's say that you've got a because I've had vacation rentals in the past, mm-hmm. and folks go, they forget things, they mm-hmm. didn't bring this, they didn't Always. bring that. So let's say you get to this this you're you're driving a half an hour down the Key Peninsula, mm-hmm. and then you got to take a ferry across, and right. you got to get to this island. There's no store on the island. There's no nothing. Yeah, you got to have you gotta everything. You got to bring it in. And uh, what if you forgot? You know diapers or oh gosh milk or yeah. whatever it is what do you do you mm-hmm. know you're, kind of, you're pretty much stuck yeah so i thought well that probably wouldn't work for for my needs but mm-hmm. uh, but there are some interesting properties uh, for sale that that kind of fit into that second home type you know type mm-hmm. um you know um structure um there's some up on same thing up in the san juans and yep. you mentioned in the last segment that you may mm-hmm. not be able to do vacation rentals you up need there to be very careful um, but there are private islands in the San Juans where there's mm-hmm. a private ferry that gets there or the only other way is by your own boat or yep. by an airplane or seaplane. Yes. So be thinking about, you know, some of those things because yeah. they, they seem really cool, but try to visualize the day-to-day practicality of that. Uh, yes. So you're going to, I don't know about yeah. you. Uh, I had someone suggest Guamus because I like Anna Corson. They're like, yeah. oh, well, you yeah, should yeah, look yeah. on Guamus. And I'm like, I also saw during a major kind of wind period, the little ferry that goes across just from Anacortes to Guamus. <laughs> yeah. 
God love, yeah. God love those boat captains because mm-hmm. I was terrified watching it. I was right. like, oh, watch, watching water coming over the side of the thing, watching them being swept down the channel, mm-hmm. and I was just like, right. oh, yeah. holy cow! And I'm watching this guy like, I mean, he he knew what he was He's doing. Like crab crawling that thing in there, yeah. Yes, oh my, and I thought. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd want to do that on a regular basis <laughs> as a passenger. Well, there is that. You know, some of these islands do not have their own power. So right. So you have to be thinking about solar and mm-hmm. your waste and yeah. all that. And new construction on some of those. I'll tell you right now, I actually happen to know uh, the people who are selling Rosario. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the benefits of Rosario Resort, though, is that owner has water rights. Mm. And so you can't just go build on some of these places either go buy mm. land and build no. because you may not get water rights mm-hmm. right. no, in those a, areas. And, and that's Washington a big too. deal. You, you can, yeah, that type it's a real, of well, that's what we were talking about going in this last segment. I want to make sure mm. we cover everything. Um, you, you have to look not just at the structure, not just at the land, but what are the things that support it? Like you're saying, whether it's uh, resources of food and the things that you need on a daily mm-hmm. basis, uh, gasoline, maybe uh, mm-hmm. for your car, or if you have a boat, or you know whatever it is, uh, right? Right, a well, a, a well. I mean, for yeah, inside the house, well and septic. Mm-hmm. Many of these places that we've been going to with our clients over the last few years, absolutely. And and as an example, I have a gentleman who just sold his home in Renton, who wanted us to give a referral for him down in a particular county, um, kind of work. Uh, Kalama is, if mm-hmm. I'm saying that name mm-hmm. right. Kalama. Mm-hmm. And I had to ask, you know, like, well, are you buying the land to build on? Or are you buying land for land? Are you buying land for forestry? Because there's also different zoning mm-hmm. around those. Sure. And so you can't just go buy a tree lot and go whack it down. No. Right? Definitely and, not. And, no. and here's one of the things that most people don't know about forestry land. Because some of those areas are getting redeveloped. Mm-hmm. And um, or maybe they'll allow a portion of that land. But if you're someone buying forestry and you convert it to a different use, you probably know this. Mm-hmm. They if it's designated forestry, the taxes, on the property taxes on that are very, very low. Mm-hmm. Right. But the minute you convert that mm-hmm. and buyer beware here, because yes. in the state of Washington, when you convert that land, you, the buyer, are now responsible for the payment of taxes all the way back mm-hmm. to when that thing has been designated as forestry land. Mm-hmm. Right. So that can be a very Huge. expensive thing. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at that because that particular county, there was a lot of areas um, that were designated forestry that were also then having some conversions done. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a complicated it's a matter. Deal. Yeah. Um, flood insurance mm-hmm. yes. is another another big one if mm-hmm. um, the the coastal or river right the the if your property is located in a flood zone you are required if you have a mortgage you're required to carry flood insurance on that property and the cost of flood insurance has gone up significantly dramatically over the last few years in fact yeah. we have a property and on, it, it actually they kept it at a lid it was going to go much higher right there was um, we have a property on hood canal where the current flood was like it was like 400 bucks a year uh, the new policy for the new buyer was going to be $3,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, yeah. we're, we're our, one of our crack loan officers is able to actually get the thing grandfathered so the, the new owner was able to carry over the old policy. Yeah. Well, those are things but that are still going to keep coming up year over time. year because FEMA is pretty much bankrupt and mm-hmm. it, they struggle every year. A friend of mine on the coast of Oregon 
his when they were first going to change it was going to be up to twenty six thousand, and then it came back down. But that's not permanent. Lots so. of things to think about yes. when you're looking at your second home or things your vacation you home. Mm. Uh, so just do your research, do your due diligence. Keep listening in to Open House with Team Reba, and we'll keep filling you up with all the latest. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.